Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, what is up? Welcome to MLB DFS Today. I'm your host, Tim Sim, and I am here to break down some Wednesday wildcard action in Major League Baseball. Coming to you on Tuesday evening, we just saw the first games of the wildcard round, uh, which means all four games tomorrow are going to be elimination games. So we're sure to have some high drama, some intrigue in those matchups. These matchups are really even, so kind of tough to call. Uh, in terms of which side is favored. Uh, but before we get into it, I wanted to shout out Mike LaFamina and Keith Cork, the fantasy content god over on the NFL DFS side. They're on this feed. If you're subscribed to this feed, check out those shows. They're super thorough. They do an incredible job breaking down all the action from all the best angles. So make sure you're listening and uh, sign up for the DFS Pass on SportsEthos.com. You're going to get the rest of the regular season in the NFL, the rest of the postseason in Major League Baseball. And before you know it, we're going to have NBA DFS for you. Uh, the The first preseason game uh, is Thursday, which is tomorrow if you're listening to this on Wednesday. So it's right around the corner. If you play fantasy basketball, you know about SportsEthos um, and all the incredible work that goes on over on the website. But if you haven't signed up for the Fantasy Pass, you definitely have to do that. We got the Brewski 150 and the Draft Tracker, which incorporates the Brewski 150. And if you don't know anything about fantasy basketball, the draft is the absolute most important part of the year. Your team is pretty much set, unlike in the NFL where you see injuries, a lot of roster movement uh, in the NBA. Um, you, your your team is your team, and the draft is super important. So definitely you want to get the draft tracker if you're playing fantasy basketball this year or if you're new to fantasy basketball. You're going to start with a leg up over everybody else. So check that out over at sportsethos.com. So let's get into some of this Wednesday action. The slate overall, we got four games. The first game starts at noon Pacific time. Uh, so if you miss a cutoff on that, you can play the other games together without that first game. Or you can play each game individually if you prefer. Uh, or you can play all four, uh, which I am going to do. I like the bigger player pools and the more potential winning lineups. Um, so we have Zach Eflin versus Nathan Yavaldi in this one. Um, yeah, this I will say Eflin probably has the edge in the starting pitcher matchup. Uh, he's been solid, reliable, uh, hasn't been spectacular, but he's been exactly what the Rays need. And the Rays have kind of been built for the postseason for the last decade or so. You know, they got a bunch of bullpen guys that can pull out 
whenever they need to. But part of their construction is based around them not beating themselves, which is exactly what they did on Tuesday with a postseason high four errors. Uh, that's a franchise record for them. So their backs are going to be against the wall. Nathan Yavaldi has kind of struggled recently. He hasn't looked the same. He he was gone with an injury for a while. Uh, since he's come back <clears throat> in September, he's had an ERA over nine. He gave up 12 earned runs in his last two starts. And those two starts came against the Mariners in high leverage situations. These were games that they needed at the time. They didn't know that the, the way that things would shake out. So he kind of, you know, pooped the bed for them. So I'm not sure if I trust him in this spot. I think you can probably target some raised bats. Maybe if Jose Siri is out there again, um, maybe he has a bounce back game at the plate. He's shown he showed a lot of big pop earlier in the year, so maybe he can recapture that. He finished with 25 homers uh, in 100 games, so that's pretty good rate for him. And he's cheap at 3600 in the outfield. I think you can also play Randy Rosarena. He was one of the few Rays that had a good game. He had a two-hit affair with a double. And I believe his mom threw out the first pitch. So it was kind of an emotional evening for him. But he came through. Um, <clears throat> on the Rangers side, what more can you say about Corey Seager? He's been crushing righties all year. He continued to do so. In Tuesday's game, he had an RBI, a double, um, and it was an important one. Uh, he hit 326 on the year, uh, had 14 points in Tuesday's matchup. So, I mean, he's pretty much matchup proof. Zach Eflin is a right-hander, so you get Seager against the righty there. If you want to go cheap on the uh, raise side, you can wait until their lineup gets announced. If Junior Caminero, he pinch hit on Tuesday, maybe he gets a starting spot on Wednesday. And uh, you can play probably one of their catchers who are both around 3,000. So if you want to play maybe a raise stack against Yavaldi, if you think, hey, the raise backs are against the wall, Nathan Yavaldi has struggled, he's been unreliable, I don't think that's a bad idea. And their guys are relatively affordable the most expensive guy they have is randy rosarena who is 5400 um, so you can fit a few raised bats in there on the pitching side i definitely would not start nathan yavaldi uh, zach eflin i think you could look at but i like some of the other options in the slate so i'm not going to be starting eflin but i wouldn't have any problem with starting as many raised bats as you can fit in your lineup and let's move on to the next game on the schedule which is the toronto blue jays in minnesota and with minnesota having a one nil lead over toronto and uh, we saw the blue jays lose with kevin gossman on the mound that was probably their best shot uh, he wasn't getting the twins to chase his splitter so without that pitch he just was not as effective so john schneider pulled him after four innings and the blue jays look like they are in real trouble the pitching matchup heavily favors sunny gray and the twins over jose barrios of the Blue Jays, and even though Berrios had a decent end to the year, uh, Sonny Gray just had a, a consistently good season, 
from the get-go. So this is going to be a tough spot for Toronto. Their offense has just not been good enough. They were relying on Davis Schneider for a huge chunk of the last part of the year. So when that flame fizzled out, they kind of had nowhere left to go. Um, They've had unfortunate injuries and uh, some guys, some crucial guys have been in and out of the lineup. So I think we could be saying goodbye to Toronto after today. Like I said, Sonny Gray has the pitching advantage in this matchup. In his last seven starts, he only had one start where he allowed more than one run. um, And that was only three runs. And he was pulled early in his last start uh, to give him a little bit of extra rest heading into this game. So I think all signs point to Sonny Gray as a starter in my DFS lineup. He's at 8300 That's a decent price. He's the fourth highest pitcher on the board. So you can play him as your most expensive pitcher or as your cheaper pitcher if you want to go with Gallon or Peralta. But I think he's definitely worth a play. I don't think Toronto is really going to be all that competitive in this one. I think they're already mentally out of it. And that means you can play some Minnesota bats. Their bats are relatively affordable. So I like stacking some twins, uh, definitely some value twins. We'll see where Willie Castro and Michael A. Taylor end up. One of them is going to start at center field. So no matter what Rocco Baldelli decides, I think they're both decent plays at around 3,000. Willie Castro, 33 stolen bases in only 120 games or so. So that's a great stolen base rate for him. Uh, Carlos Correa, also affordable at 4,000 for a uh, player of his talent. That's a decent price if you think the Twins are going to jump on the Blue Jays early and often. And of course, Royce Lewis hit two home runs in his first two at-bats. So at 4700 for the kind of production he has been uh, showing, that's not a bad price for him either. So I think you can play a few of these Twins and feel pretty good about your chances. Next up, we got Arizona in Milwaukee. Arizona took the first game uh, kind of stole the first game with Brandon Puffat, Brandon Fott, the rookie on the mound against Corbin Burns, the former Cy Young Award winner. So the pitching matchup really was in the Brewers' favor in that one, and the Diamondbacks came back down 3 nothing. Corbin Carroll said, get on my back, let's go. And they ended up winning the game. Uh, Devin Williams kind of didn't blow a save technically, but he gave up few runs in the ninth inning when the Brewers were down by only one. That is a terrible sign for the Brewers. So all they got now is Zach Gallen on the mound to face, uh, which is a difficult matchup, of course, with Zach Gallen's ability. But Freddie Peralta, I think I'm going to be starting because of his high strikeout potential since the All-Star break. Only Spencer Strider has had more strikeouts than Freddie Peralta. Uh, Freddie Peralta with only 13 starts as well, so one fewer start. He's still second among all starting pitchers in total strikeouts since the break. So I think, you know, this is a huge spot for him. This is a huge spot for the Brewers. They're at home. Their rotation has been one of the best this year. Their bullpen has been one of the best this year. So... They really got to come through in this one. And I think Freddie Peralta is good enough to keep them alive. Uh, I, I'm i not sure about the offense on either side. 
you know, Zach Allen versus Freddie Peralta is a decent pitching matchup. The The total is at seven and a half. I do like the under there. Um, but for Arizona, we saw Corbin Carroll come through. Cattell Marte came through. Christian Walker came through. Um, even uh, Moreno came through. Their young rookie catcher who has been so crucial to them this year. Gabriel Moreno is 3,100. So you can play him. Uh, he had an incredible September. And uh, yeah, he he homered, had a solo shot. I, I mean, this one is tough to call offensive-wise. I think you, you sh- you're better off sticking to the pitchers in this matchup. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you want to go with a cheap flyer, Tyrone Taylor, he had a homer. He had a bomb. Uh, there were a few bombs in the game on Tuesday. Uh, also, worth noting, Evan Longoria of some outstanding plays in the field. So, you know, that just shows what kind of veteran leadership he provides the Diamondbacks and how crucial that is in the postseason. It really is a different ballgame from what we see in these regular season games. Uh, So I like the under in this one, and I'm going to stay away from the hitters um, because of the pitching matchup. Last on the docket, we have the Marlins and the Phillies. Going into game one, I actually thought the Marlins had a pretty decent chance because of how frequently these two teams play each other. This will be their 15th matchup against each other this season. But when Zach Wheeler is on form as he was on Tuesday, and if Arnola is on form as we know he can be, uh, that's just too much of a one-two punch for the Marlins, who are missing their two best rotation starters in uh, Sandy Alcantara and Yuri Perez. So unfortunately, uh, things just didn't work out the Marlins way and Philly jumped on them uh the Marlins were kind of in it it was a low scoring affair uh until that Citizen Bank crowd jump started this Phillies team as they can do as we saw last season I think any hope the Marlins had is out the window now I think Aaron Nola despite being inconsistent this year uh is probably going to come through in, a, in an elimination game, get the Phillies some extra days of rest. Uh, this is going to be good experience for the Marlins. Some of their younger guys, uh, maybe Jazz Chisholm, learn something from this experience. Uh, I still think maybe he can provide a spark for the Marlins against a righty in Nola. Uh, Chisholm is a left-hander, but I ultimately think the Phillies are going to recapture whatever magic they had last year at home in the postseason. Uh, it seems like that team is is a, is a unit, and uh, we're probably going to see Nick Castellanos show up again, and you know he does it with style, with his buttons open. We saw... Alec Bohm have a big hit. Uh, Bryce Harper scored a run, of course. So I think you can start some Phillies bats. We'll see if Brandon Marsh gets the start. He didn't start on Tuesday, but uh, he's actually second on the team uh, in on-base percentage and OPS behind only Bryce Harper for guys that have played over 100 games, which was surprising to me. Uh, He's not the most productive guy, but he is a big member of the squad, and and this is definitely a squad. So I I think you can play some Phillies bats. You can if you want to go expensive with Trey Turner. He got on base a few times. 
Uh, so we know what he can do on the base path. He had two stolen bases on Tuesday, uh, which was good for 20 fantasy points. So I think the Phillies probably take care of business in this one. Sweep the Marlins, get a few extra days off. And the Marlins were honestly lucky to make it to the postseason. They had a worse run differential than the Yankees. They had a minus 57 run differential. So uh, they somehow made it to the wild card round. But at this point, I think it's too much for them. And they're going to be out of it. So Philly, let's recap. I like Philly. I like the Brewers to stay alive. I like the Twins to take care of business. Uh, and um, I like the Rays to stay alive as well. So you can kind of set your lineup uh, if you agree with me. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. Hit me up on Twitter, at MeTimSim. You got any questions, you want to chat about this slate, you want to chat about basketball, football, whatever, I'm open to questions. Uh, I'm always happy to chat anything fantasy sports or gambling or anything sports in general. But yeah, check out... I was on a pod with Dan Besbris, if you're into fantasy basketball, talking about a draft strategy where you punt points. So if you're into that, check that out. That's on his feed. With that being said, you guys enjoy playoff baseball. It's a hell of a lot of fun. I'll see you guys next week and look out for my deliveries throughout the week. And good luck out there.